Patties tonight. Right, you're on. I missed today's show. What happened? That and the nickel get your hot cup a jack squat. Tuesday morning, and uh, look at that. We're splashing around. Shark Week going on. Time to immerse yourself in some new shark movies. <laughs> look out! Get out of the water! I got to tell you, the options are endless right now. Each year, we get to, we see like a handful of new shark movies come out. Some good, some not so good. For every 47 meters down, which I thought was a really good movie, you get a handful of, uh, of uh, Sharknado movies. <laughs> and they've all got their own charm. They all give you their own goosebumps in a way. But uh, this year we saw Sharkbait came out in May. Starts like a lot of shark movies do. Friends drinking, partying before things go wrong. They race their jet skis. They crash into each other, get stranded in the ocean. Next thing you know, you didn't see it coming, but people start getting eaten by sharks. <laughs> There's also Sharkula, which came out, oh, I think back in June, and it's got blood and gore and vampire sharks. What more could you ask for? Vampire sharks, right? You could watch Sharknado, you can watch Sharkula. You're just not going to see the same actor's budget or graphics. Cheap, low-grade stuff. There's also Bull Shark and Beneath the Surface that came out this year. Or you could be watching the real stuff on the Discovery Channel. I choose to tell you about this story. A woman attacked by a nursing monk seal in the water off of Honolulu Beach on Sunday. You don't see a lot of horror movies about monk seals. This is the reaction from people watching it on shore. No, no. Get her out of the way! Get it out of the way! Somebody called the police, right? I called the ambulance. Are you okay? Did you get bit? I feel bit. A lot of germs. Nothing broke the skin, right? Little anticlimactic. That's why you don't see horror movies about it. The guy goes, she got bit. There's a lot of germs, but it didn't break the skin. Nursing monk seals do not make for good horror protagonists. Meanwhile, this is a, oh, here's a sweet one to wrap things up. A video going viral of a man in a boat rescuing a piglet that he found swimming in the middle of the ocean. Aw, that's the moment that the man was able to scoop the poor animal out of the water into safety. And just to make your hearts burst with sickening sweetness, here's a quick drop of Winnie the Pooh telling Piglet he's a hero. Piglet, we realize you are a hero. Oh, I've never done anything great. Well, of course you have. Well, of course you have. You are one sweet creepy little dude. Bright and ugly on a Tuesday morning, and of course, if you're going out and doing anything tonight, Tuesday nights are infamous for having two-for-one deals when you're out at the bar, or half-drunk, or a (laughs) half-I sound half-drunk, half-price deals, that sort of thing, so let's talk about drinking a little bit. It's booze news. Me love beer. I love beer. Sir, I love beer, too. My friends, I am about to make your drunk life a little bit better, even if you're drunk right now. At this hour... On a Tuesday, and we're huge with that demographic, by the way, here are three myths about getting drunk that we still believe. All right, you probably heard these a long time ago. They're not true, so stop letting these things rule your life. Number one, the the phrase beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. That's not true. Beer before liquor is actually fine. It doesn't matter what order you drink your booze in. It's just how much of it you drink. 
you drink a ridiculous amount, you're still going to get sick. But the old uh, beer before liquor thing, that's not true. You just blew my mind. First fallacy resolved. Here we go. Number two, there is no such thing as breaking the seal. If you're out of the bar and you find yourself uh, you, stopping yourself from hitting the bathroom as long as possible because you're afraid of, quote, breaking the seal, there's no seal. You're always going to go when you need to go. You'll When your bladder is full, you need to go. Breaking the seal? Don't believe it. Finally, hair of the dog won't help a hangover. I mean, come on, it's bullcrap. I find this one shocking because I used to think this was true. In fact, I abided by this rule over the weekend. You can't drink away your hangover, no matter how much you think you can. In fact, drinking the next morning can actually make your hangover last longer. Quit doing that. It's a myth. Those are three myths about getting drunk that we all still believe. And we're all very impressed. Our lack of effort is what makes us so lovable at a scotch with your Jack FM morning show. You've heard us say it a million times. Like many of those sayings that you hear people say, and you wonder, why do people keep saying them? Because they are not true. You know, I turn to the internet, there's a thread online where people are talking about popular sayings that are actually BS. Oh, I gotta get on that internet. I'm late on everything. And there are actually some good ones. Here's a few of the highlights. You can tell me if you agree with these or not. Popular sayings that are total BS. For example, money doesn't buy happiness. It doesn't buy happiness, but it doesn't hurt. It can, it can buy a lot of things that make life seem easier. To me, a lot of the objections to these phrases we're going to run through sound more like sour grapes because the intent is usually meant to convey a positive, motivating message rather than a cynical one. Cheaters never win. It's a nice positive sentiment, but unfortunately, sometimes cheaters do win. It's nice when justice is served and they get caught in the end, but that's not always the way it works out. How about what goes around comes around? I hear that one thrown around willy-nilly. Good things come to those who wait. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Ellie Clarkson would agree with you on that one. Oh, stop it. Ah. Horrible. Shut up. There shall be no Kelly Clarkson. No! Again, popular sayings that are actual BS. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. The early bird gets the worm. I don't know why that would be false. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, not necessarily so. Things don't always work out for the best, but sometimes people need cheesy sayings like this to build themselves up or to be reliant on the on the world being fair. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And the one that I rely on more than anything, I before E except after C. That one comes in handy a lot, although there's a lot of exceptions to that rule. Fact is, I'm just reliant on the internet for a lot of the material I do in this show. Everybody know that. Goddamn boy. This is gonna be fun. This is so much fun. Listen to this statistic. The average American eats food off the floor about four times per month. Not because they're out of clean plates. Huh? Oh, shut up. <laughs> This is when you, you like you drop something on the floor and then you pick it up and pop it in your mouth. 44% of people say they follow the five-second rule, which is BS, by the way. So they'll eat things off the ground as long as they're able to pick it up immediately. That's a general rule. But the cleanliness of an area does come into play. More than half people say that they would extend the five-second limit if it was a clean place, like their home, a restaurant, or a hospital or medical facility. You eat something off the floor of a hospital. <laughs> How many gross bodily fluids end up on the floor? On the flip side, there are places where people would never consider eating off the floor. For example, bathrooms. Even after less than a second, you wouldn't eat something off the bathroom floor. Public streets and sidewalks and airports. 
For me, it depends on what kind of food it is, whether it's something hard and dry or something wet and sticky. You drop a uh, like a potato chip on the floor, that's a hell of a lot different than a, a scoop of potato salad. Wouldn't you say, or am I just justifying things? The question is, what do we tell ourselves to justify doing it? If you're like me, it was probably anything from today's list of the top five lies we tell ourselves to feel better about eating something off the floor. Here we go. Number five, dirt's good for my immunity. That's what my dad used to say. A little dirt ain't gonna kill ya. Number four, I'm doing this to avoid food waste. Not because I'm too lazy to walk to the trash. Number three, Hey, if hair wasn't safe to eat, why does it grow above our mouth? You're calling God? You're saying God made some bad plans? Shame on you, blasphemer. Number two, blowing on it is scientifically proven to remove all germs. And the number one lie we tell ourselves to feel better about eating something off the floor? It's not like the dog ever peed on this exact same spot. something off the floor today. It's liberating. You're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> this is the disco version of Jaws, by the way. In honor of Shark Week this week, we have five tips on how to survive a shark attack. Not that you need that when you're living in North Dakota or Minnesota, but whatever. Sharks are huge right now. Sharks are bigger now than they've ever been. I remember in the 70s, sharks being huge after Jaws came out. There used to be so many shark specials on TV. You'd see shark magazines on the news rack, but now there's whole channels, whole weeks dedicated to sharks. So here you go. How to survive a shark attack. Number one, don't panic. Easier said than done, right? Panicking will put a shark in predatory mode, apparently. So remember, just because a shark is around doesn't mean you're definitely going to get bit. Apparently, whoever made this list has not seen the same movies I've seen because, you know, sci-fi channel movies, those, those sharks will bite you. You don't even have to be in the water in shark movies anymore. They'll just, they'll leap out of the water and grab you. They'll grab a helicopter out of the air. Number two, make eye contact and be assertive. According to a shark expert, sharks respect assertiveness. So if you see a shark in the water, you suggest making eye contact with it or even pushing it away. Get out of here. Go on, get you pesky shark. If a shark attacks, fight back. Punch and attack the shark however you can. <laughs> the eyes, nose, and gills are all good targets, and no matter what, don't play dead. You don't want to just lay there and let the shark just come up and snag you. You got to fight back. Assess your injuries. If you have an arm wound, try to keep it raised above your heart, which will slow the bleeding. And finally, swim to shore and get help. I don't think that's that innovative of a tip. I think that's most people's goal. After a shark bite, all that splashing and commotion and blood could attract other sharks that might be nearby. So you want to get to solid ground, stop the bleeding, and get medical help. And then I'll throw one on. Pray that there isn't a Sharknado. It'll just come swooping out of the sky. There you go. How to survive a shark attack. More meaningful, helpful information for you in your Jack FM morning show here on 1019 Jack FM. So, you guys hear anything good on the radio lately? I'm a huge fan of your show. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Brace yourself because it's time for Random Facts. Facts you didn't even know you needed to hear for a Tuesday. You know the spiel, write them down, hold them up, shove them in your pocket, and when need be, whip them out and say, surprise! Look at these random facts I got. Great way to impress those around the office. Uh, your first random fact, Jerry of Ben & Jerry's has never come up with a single ice cream flavor. What a slacker. 
Uh, they have all been created by Ben or someone else on their team. You know, my favorite flavor is. You ever heard that uh, Scotchy Scotch Scotch? The flavor based on the uh, the Anchorman scene. I love Scotch. I love Scotch. Scotchy Scotch Scotch. Here it goes down. Down, down into my, my belly. Mm-hmm. Based on the Ron Burgundy phrase "Scotchy Scotch Scotch" from Ben and Jerry. Wayne Gretzky was friends with Alan Thicke, and he actually used to babysit Robin Thicke. That's a weird one, huh? Wrap your brain around that. Wayne Gretzky babysat the blurred lines guy. Uh, Alan Thicke, you don't know who that is? Uh, he was a Canadian actor, songwriter, wrote a lot of jingles, also was the the dad, Dr. Jason Seaver on Growing Pains. I used to know a guy that would do a, a, an Alan Thicke impression that was flawless. <laughs> My friend Jeff, you, you know, it's not too often you hear somebody do an impression of somebody like Alan Thicke. This guy, mwah, could nail it. The version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game that we all sing is really just the chorus. Hey, take me out to the ball game. And that's a very, very cheesy version by Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly. The actual song has two verses about a woman who loves baseball and demands that her boyfriend take her to a game instead of a movie. That's the story behind Take Me Out to the Ball Game. People who live in Monaco are banned from entering the famous casino there in Monte Carlo. Guards check IDs at the door to make sure that only tourists gamble. Actual citizens can't. And finally, 17 state capitals are the largest cities in their states by population. whoop de freaking do There you go, random facts you didn't even know you needed to hear for a Tuesday on 1019 Jack FM. Isn't that dumb? not often that you hear of a thief returning a stolen item and basically saying, my bad, not because it's wrong to steal, but because they got the wrong item. Some tourists were seated at an outdoor cafe in Naples, Italy recently when a young man ran up to one of them, pulled a gun, grabbed one of the guy's watches, and then ran off with it. Get this, seven minutes later, another young man walked up to them with his hands up, apologizing, and returned the watch, and then he walked off. Okay. You'd be confused. It's unclear why, but it was probably because the watch was a fake. It's a replica of a super luxurious watch that could be worth about $300,000, so it is possible that they had somebody return it rather than risk the tourists reporting a robbery and being investigated for theft of no value. So thieves returned a watch to somebody after realizing it was a fake. That's very funny. I get it. It's very funny. Police in Ossining, New York, were called to a mini-mart where they found Blake Leak, age 23, trying to break in. They chased Leak through the streets until both cops took a tumble. Seizing the opportunity, Leak sought refuge on the grounds of a large building. All right, cops fall down. You see a large building, run in. The building was the Sing Sing Maximum Security Prison, where he was promptly nabbed by a guard. If you're, if you're a criminal on the run, don't seek refuge in a prison. And there you go. There's your stupid criminals in the news. On 1019 Jack FM.